Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Do it a little faster. You still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Around the Way Curls. It's your girl Shanti and your girl Antoinette. And we're here bringing it to you live from the 215 and the 216. No. <laughs> and the 716 and the 808. No. You could have said the 215 and the 212. Okay. Or the 917. 212 sound better. I don't know what your zip code is. It's 212 are. and 917. What's the New York area code? Well, you're 267, so. What? Your phone number is actually 267. I have it memorized. No, it's not. Yes, it is, Antoinette. Oh, it's 215? No, it is 215. Yeah. <laughs> so much for you having Doink. it memorized. Remember, kids oh, would be like... 646-718-917 and the 212. So you could say any... The 215 and the 212 sounds better. Just say the 215 and the 212, damn it. I like that. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> so, all right. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll do better next time. Sorry, Antoinette. It's tricky over here right now for me. <laughs> hey. This is episode 300. Whoa! Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> wow. This is episode 300, and in my head, we were going to do something big. But in my spirit, <laughs> we were, we're not. <laughs> Sorry. Here we are. It's episode 300. That's big enough, girl. That's enough. We here. 300 times over. It's like that. (laughs) We made it. We made it. Now that we've reached this milestone, I do have a question for you, though, Sheila. Uh Uh-oh. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about this being episode Girl, ain't no thing but a chicken wing. You know what I mean? I'm showing up myself. Whether it's two or 300, I noticed the growth. I noticed the community that we built. I noticed the friendship that has deepened. Shout out to Around the Way Curls as a agent for change and community in my life. Hallelujah. <laughs> How you feel? Um, I You kind of took everything I was going to say. I, I'm proud of the work that we're doing. I am. I think I've learned a lot. 
it was interesting. We just had someone write us a kind soul emailed us and said, um, they held us, held me accountable lovingly. And they said, you know, I'm going, I'm, I mess with y'all. I bang with y'all and I'm going back in previous episodes. And I know that y'all aim to be inclusive, but there's a couple episodes where Antoinette is using the R word and I'm going to say it right now, just so people know what I'm talking about, not to be disrespectful, but I was saying the word retarded. I was describing things as retarded. That's she said it started around like episode 197. And that's just some shit that Philly people say. Young kids. Young kids all the time. Yeah. And it never dawned on me that it was offensive because I never really thought that anybody really was. It was just like, oh, you stupid. And that was just like synonymous with that. So I guess I say that to say that like I know I now have a heightened awareness, you know, and that I'm aiming to do better. And then I heard her say in episode 197, and it really hit me like, holy, we've been doing this a long time. <laughs> we've been doing a lot of episodes. And we didn't come out twice a week when we first came out. And so in my head, I thought, oh, man, we got to go and we got to get like get those taken out or at least edit them. And I thought, we, uh, we don't have the bandwidth to go through all of the content that we've put out. So we just have to be okay with it like, be what it is. It wouldn't be authentic either. Well. I don't know. But anyway, I think um, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the community holding me, holding us accountable. I feel like I um, am aiming to do less harm. <laughs> that I'm like, I, I feel that I, I communicate my thoughts better. I feel like I'm doing a better job at explaining and telling a story instead of preaching and barking, mm. hopefully. Mm-hmm. I feel like you and I definitely communicate better that we've deepened. I think I understand you a lot more than I ever have mm-hmm. and how to, and how to communicate with you. Um, it's probably, I think around the way curls is probably the, the main thing in my life that if I were to like go tomorrow and if it, it were to be the thing that represented me, mm-hmm. I would be content. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, I'd be like, yeah. That that's who I am. That's who I was. And it to to know that it's gonna just live out is ter- terrifying. Oh, it is. But also really beautiful mm-hmm. that that's gonna be out in the world somewhere, even when I'm gone. Mm. Um. Yeah. So, and we have more to learn. Far more to learn. <laughs> um. And I think for me, my goal the next hundred episodes is to learn how to be more concise. As you can see, I'm rambling. Episodes. More concise and learn more words. Less words. That's my goal. More words. See, I'm going to be more concise because I'm going to know better words to be able to explain myself. More words. I understand. Mm -hmm. Vocabulary is going to be on a a different level. On a beam. Yeah. On a beam. I noticed you. Did you subscribe to the email that sends us vocabulary words? Yes. It gets on my nerves. Because <laughs> the words are like, I never use this. They're so dumb. And I thought I was helping us. In my head, I thought that we were going to have like an around the way curl vocabulary, like word of the week. And there's such shitty, corny, obnoxious word words. of the day. Apotheosis. 
What does it mean? Oh, this might be hidden actually. The elevation of someone to divine status. Oh, we got deification. <laughs> Receiving the foundation's award for cancer research was the apotheosis of her career. Oh, well, let me take that back. I just need to read that because <laughs> we could, we could, might could use that. We could, might could use it. Mm-hmm. What's your update, Sheila? I have a big update to announce <laughs> to everybody. <clears throat> Remember when I was scared and um, crying, crying on the, on pub- <laughs> in the public? Well, it was because I was going to, I was on my way to go participate in the third season of Revolt's TV series, Bet on Black. Woo! Woo! And so this year, Revolt and Target come together. This is what the series is about. And they spotlight the next generation of black entrepreneurs. And there was about 12 black businesses, myself included, and we pitched our business concepts to a panel of investors and industry pioneers. I can't wait for y'all to see the lineup this year of judges. It was a very (laughs) terrifying as well as just exciting experience. And I'm very proud of myself and I'm excited for everybody. I'm, I'm still terrified for everybody to see it, but it is going to air today. October 23rd on Revolt TV, you can watch it and streaming or you can watch it on YouTube. And again, it's Revolt TV's Bet on Black. Shout out to all the other black businesses that participated. Shout out, very big shout out to Renee Blewett, who helped hand select the Sable Collective, unbeknownst to me. She just tapped me on the shoulder like, girl, you ready? And I was like, okay. And... I swear to God, she was like, hey, somebody might be tapping you on the shoulder to participate. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. That is such a Renee-ism. Two weeks later, I get a call like, you want to come to Atlanta tomorrow and do this? And I was like, okay. So, yeah, I'm excited. Pitch was amazing. I felt really good about my pitch. Pitch was amazing. Listen, yeah. And we'll talk about it. We'll talk Mm -hmm. about this. um, Let it air. Let it air. Let it out, let it breathe. But yeah, I this have a, a clip. I have a lot of um what? This is our clip for the episode. Oh, okay. I'm calling it. <laughs> yes. I have a lot to We have a lot to talk about, I guess. Or whatever. So you guys listen and share your thoughts on it and shout out to just the community, the media, the black media community is very small and very big. So there was a lot of familiar faces. Shout out to Dustin. Shout out to Danielle. Shout out to, I'm not even going to drop any more names, but there's a lot of people that are familiar <laughs> um, in the media community that I was like, nigga, not you. It was like, Shanti, not you. And um, <laughs> it was fun. And shout out to Atlanta and me. Maybe, Maybe you're supposed someday. to move there. Maybe I'm supposed to move to Atlanta. I don't know. I'll be so sad. Um, what else is going on? Um, last week, that's happening today, but last weekend we got to celebrate Antoinette's birthday in New York. It was a lot of fun and, Mm. um, I hope you enjoyed yourself. Mm -hmm. I did. Um, I had a goal and my goal was met. And so I had fun. (laughs) I really did. I was invested. And that's all we going to say about that. Ciao. It was a good time. It was a A great time. time. Shout out to Mandy. Shout out to, again, Small World. 
getting uh, get, hanging out with Mandy was a lot of fun and uh, <laughs> being around her energy and sweet we get together. She talked about you. She did on that podcast about how you so kindly she had on she had on cream pants and you laid down um paper towels on the floor so that her pants wouldn't get wet while y'all were while y'all were in the bathroom <laughs> when she wasn't feeling good but you were like you can't put your knees on this floor and then you were laying out paper towels on the floor Shout out she, to that Mandy. really that really the young guy her. i fuck She's with really mandy i fuck with you we, fuck, <laughs> we we friends so that was fun lots of fun thanks for bringing cool people together that oh, could celebrate you, you. Thank you for coming up. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you. You have not missed a birthday. In Listen, many a year. you. I, I'll give you that. She gonna you say might, I'll give you that. Raggedy you everywhere might, else. You might not <laughs> fight for me in the street. I will fight for you, you in the street. Come, you gonna come I to a birthday party? I will fight for you now. in the street. That's not yeah, true. I don't know. It depends. I would. It depends on what is going like, on. It depends <laughs> on what's going on. All right. Somebody <laughs> step on your Tims. Amanda's gonna fuck them up. I might no. be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute, guys. <laughs> I wouldn't fight somebody over that. You're not going to fight no listener if they say something to me. You'll be like, oh. No. I'll do better. I'll do better. I'm learning your love language as well. I'll turn up. Bitch, who the fuck you talking you to? You said it. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget when you said, and we all, I'll never forget on my birthday episode, the one where you were telling people about my birthday, and you said, and we all know that Antoinette's love language is security. That hit me like a ton of bricks. You said it real flippant. But I was, I sat with that and thought, oh my God, it is. That's, yeah. No, but it just, it said a lot about me. It it just, it was a mirror that I hadn't, anyway, I don't want to get into that and get all, have me crying on the internet. Um, Speaking of crying on the internet, I might cry today. Um, My updates, there's no personal updates for me because I've just been consumed with what is happening in Gaza, in the Middle East. It's really fucking me up. I can't turn away from it. I followed all the accounts. Uh, I was already following many. I don't know how Sean King, I don't know how he sleeps at night posting what he posts. He and has seeing a team at sees. this point as well. I hope because I'm worried about him if not. Um, listening to... The survivors, the Jewish survivors on the Israeli side and the the loved ones of the hostages and their pain and their sorrow, that's fucking me up. And just this deep, deep suffering on, I mean, and I'm not about to all lives matter this because right now what's happening in Gaza is, is genocide. And that's what, that's what's I think hitting me the most because I that feels like something that we can actually stop that could stop um, the release of the Israeli prisoners can also stop the massacre happen and that's something we have to mourn but I think that I I hate how complicit we are so so much of the media is and and what's happening in Gaza and it's 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 impacting me mm-hmm. and I'm having a really hard time sleeping. Mm-hmm. I feel like the slightest thing. I was crying yesterday with my friend. He said like he got mad at me over a very small thing, and I wept, honey. 
I was like, ah. um, so it's just, yeah, I'm feeling a sense of hopelessness. I'm feeling mm. power. I feel mm-hmm. powerless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel really stupid mm-hmm. for um, participating in the political world and voting and still thinking that matters. Wait, what? I do. I mean, I'm still going to vote. But I, when stuff like this happens, and especially we'll get into this, when the U.S. is funding it, that's when I just, like you, start to question, like, none of this matters. But it does matter. It has to matter. At least that's how I make sense of it in my head. Um, but I do feel a little bit encouraged, um, especially in New York. I was driving around because I had some days off and I saw so many Palestinian flags in a very Jewish area in Brooklyn. Really? Um, mm Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, and very, very Orthodox Jewish folks. Wow, Antoinette. Yeah, and they were were at a lot of rallies and marches as well, Mm -hmm. speaking out. Now, there's a lot of folks, there's a lot of folks who are not, don't feel that way, but I did see, I did see it and it was encouraging. And I saw some interviews online in New York where they were saying, you know, this is not of God, you know, this is terrible. This is not going to help us get our people back. This doesn't solve anything. You know, Palestinians are not Hamas. We should not be occupying them. It was, it was encouraging to see that. Um, and then I was at work today. Today was my first day back at work and I wanted to punch the pe- everybody around me. And I I realized that um I realized how angry I was. And I I I realized that I had misplaced anger, that I just needed to be angry and that like this sadness was consuming me and turning yeah. into like a rage. Yeah. But they were complaining about we got free food today and they were complaining about the, what the food was. And it just set me off. I just had to sit there and put my headphones in and I had to walk around the office a couple times, like around the corridor because I was so furious. And I was sitting there thinking like, meanwhile, I had my headphones in. I'm listening, listening to the news. I'm listening to podcasts on it and all kinds of stuff and this is what they're talking about that the empanadas were soggy because they were in tin and they should be crispy mm-hmm. free food mm-hmm. and I was just like the fucking blind indifference that you have you know that mm-hmm. privilege and maybe yeah. it's self-preservation because yeah. I know that I have to find a balance we'll talk about that next uh, <clears throat> this Thursday but I was really, really angry, mm-hmm. angry, like wanted, like not just saying, you know, hyperbole, I wanted to hit something. Like I really felt in my body, like I wanted to beat my fists on something. So um, that's where I, I'm at today. I think the birthday was a good distraction. I fell into the hole right after everybody left, though. I won't lie. It was not a good time for me to be off work. I I needed to be busy Mm -hmm. and I had a really hard time getting out of it. But I do want to thank you and um, 
and so, and a lot of the listeners because y'all show y'all show me love on my birthday. You show me love in a post that I took down just because the um just because our grid needed it. Um, but you took that post down. <laughs> the one of my breasts. You uh, took the that Jana down. Picture. I archived it because it was it was messing up our oh, grid. Oh no! I'm so sorry. Uh-uh. I did, but there were. Like hundreds of people wishing me happy birthday. And I really appreciate that. I also really appreciate the folks who took time and energy and shared their resources with me and just said, coffee on me, sent me a cash app. And I just, I'm going to take time to shout y'all out. I want to shout out Joy, Shannon, Olivia, Shamika, Jade, Mari, Ruby, Joy again, another Joy. Alana, Rashida, Ooh, Anthony, Taylor, Preston. Money. Preston got money. Pre- I don't know who Preston is, but Preston. <laughs> Preston, pull up. <laughs> Preston. Pull up to I appreciate you, King. baby. That paid off a very expensive parking ticket of mine. Thank you. <laughs> um, Glencia, Elisa, Deja, Michael, Jasmine, Aaron, Charday. Charlie, Yolanda, and Jen. That was really kind. You and I deserve. really, no, I really appreciate it. And a lot of people were like, for research, for research. I guess it, it helped that it coincided with that episode where we were like breaking yeah. everything down. Yeah, for the labor that that, that was labor. A lot of people were really appreciative. Yeah. So appreciative. I'm, I'm grateful. And I thank y'all. Anyway, go right ahead. 20 minutes in, getting stressed. Please rate and subscribe and share and follow us. And if you want to see our beautiful faces, right now Shanti has a wonderful middle part with a leopard shirt on and a nice glossy brown lip while I have a baseball cap on. But I showed up with She's a red lip for fashion. you. She's giving high fashion. And we both have on the same Sable Collective earrings. Um, you can watch us. You can subscribe to our Patreon and see us get some exclusive content as well. Um, it is a tiered service and you can join anywhere from five to ten dollars to a thousand million. Um, <laughs> old Trev, shout out to you, your new patron, Anya, Giselle, Chris, Christian, Edward. Mm, that's why you should do this. Machera. Machera. Go ahead. Quashe and Crystal. and Crystal. Shout out to y'all. You know who you are. Yes. We thank you. Appreciate you. Let's take a break and then when we get back, we'll get into hot shit. Okay. After these messages, we'll be right back. Boop. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. 
A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com. And we're back. Hot shit. No surprise here. It's all politics. <laughs> Um, I really, really want to recommend folks. I saw so many people who were grateful for the episode, two episodes ago where we were talking about um, where we feel the beginning of this Palestine and Israel conflict started with the British. Um, But a lot of folks were looking for more resources and things. And it's something that I've been looking for. I've been really struggling to find um, resources that I felt like properly represented both sides. And Channel 4 in the UK is doing excellent work. I still don't know how to get a VPN to watch it. But Channel 4 in the UK, that's literally the name of it. I thought it was like a channel on the TV. That's literally the name of the show or or the station or whatever. You can go to their YouTube channel and they have lengthy videos on there from their broadcasts that are absolutely well done. Where And they are really sticking it to both sides. They're, they're really asking the tough questions um, and they're not biased. Apparently they are... Um, like our PBS, what is that called? It's not funded by like advertisements public or radio? like, yes, they're like public. And so I, I can't commend them more. They're, they're, they've been such a great resource and a great launching pad for me to go to some of the folks that they're interviewing and go listen to what they, what, you know, what else they're talking about. Also the daily has a podcast that's I will say it is a very difficult to listen to. Yeah. But one of the episodes is called Voices of Gaza. And it's a hard one, but I think an important one if folks are interested. Also, someone who's not a stranger to um, discussing the plight of the Palestinians is Mark Lamont Hill. He actually has a book that says every, I think it's called Everyone But Palestine. And he's been doing a lot of work. He was let go of CN- by CNN years ago mm-hmm. f- for his speech at the UN where he talked about um, Palestinians needing their sovereignty. Mm. And mm-hmm. him, he ended his speech with from, what is it, from the river to the, what is it? What's the, the river saying? to the sea, to the yeah. land, to the sea. No. Pal- <laughs> oh, we about to <laughs> Can you Google that? You got your computer right. <laughs> I'm like, throw me out of you. To the sea. I think it's, is it the land? I thought it was a river. Anyway. But basically they found that to be anti-Semitic, which. From the again, river. Forgive us. I apologize. Yeah. From the river to the sea. From the river to Palestine the sea. Palestine will be free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they found that to be anti-Semitic. 
uh, CNN in my research is very interesting. Um, I tend to watch CNN a lot and I can usually call bullshit when I see the bullshit, but I thought it was very interesting when I deep dived into um, their politics around Palestine and Israel and watching their coverage. It's so skewed like most of the coverage that I, that we've been seeing, but it's so skewed. I was deeply disappointed in MSNBC. Um, they sidelined three of the, uh, Muslim hosts that they have. Um, and they said that it just happened to do it to happen to coincide with this due to logistics, but I have a hard time believing that. But anyway, Mark Lamont Hill on the breakfast club. I thought he did an excellent job. He's a little, he knows a lot. So he's one of those people that you, if you don't have time to pause it and look up what he's talking about, like he'll say the PLO and it's like, you have to know what the PLO is. And that, that, you know, that was the body, um, that was leading Palestine before Hamas that was a direct threat to Israel because they were actually for peace. And then Israel started to fund Hamas to break down the PLO, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but you have to, you have to pause him a little bit, but he's still an amazing resource. And also Al Jazeera, amazing, just amazing work. If you want that side of things, I'm, I'm mentioning, I'm not trying to skew everything towards the Palestinian um, point of view, but I feel that we're getting the other point of view, the uh, point of view of Israel through our, our mainstream American television, because um, we are allies with Israel. And so it's important to be able to listen to both. Democracy Now also has amazing um, okay. coverage and interviews. How do you, how are you watching Democracy Now? Is it just, on YouTube? Where yeah, is it just at? on YouTube. You can YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that that's the hot shit for this week for me. It's all about the resources around this. I do want to get into politics. Uh, politics is usually well. Um. I want to clarify, again, I was very nervous two episodes ago, and there are some things that I need to clean up, probably a lot of things I need to clean up, but I want to clarify Zionism does not equate to like Judaism. And mm -hmm. I think that uh, that was not super clear mm -hmm. in what I said. So I, there is a clip that I would like to play, a little breakdown, um, because People can say it better than me. I'm not an expert on this. As we see this last, uh, now this uh, last Saturday, uh, it was shocking to the world, but the world doesn't seem to take into regard the 75 years that every day, every day, almost you have Palestinian death and suffering. But we as Jews do take this into consideration. It's not how I personally look at this. It's how, as a Jew who's observant, who's following the rules of the Judaism, of the Torah, Judaism is subservience to God. That's what it's all about. It's a religion of 3,000 years. While Zionism is a mere 150 years, it's a transformation to nationalism, to have a piece of land. It's a, it's a political movement. It's a materialistic movement. It was started by Jews who are non-religious. And they're simply incorporating, using the name Israel, using the Star of David, uh, and, and claiming that it's a God, it's given to them by God. And we who are uh, following the Torah, who are true to the Torah, uh, stand up 
adamantly refuting what they're saying. The Torah clearly states that we shall not kill, we shall not steal, and, um, and the, the whole concept is uh, strange, is, uh, is totally antithetical to our teachings, contradictory. The Jewish community had been living together with the Muslim community and the Christian community, and since the this movement started, and the, since they gained hold in the land and eventually got rule over the land, there's been endless bloodshed. There's uh, hate uh, that has grown a thousandfold. It's a wedge written between the Jews and the Muslims, and it's brought death and suffering to the Palestinian people and, 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 and the majority, but to the Jewish populace also, as we see this last uh, now. So does, is that more clear? Absolutely. So Zionism is about nationalism and I think we, I think we said that but I just wanted to make that distinction very clear and then I also think that um we should talk about oh you know what I should say who that was that um is Rabbi Yisrael David Weiss um but we should also talk about why Jewish folks believe that Israel is their land in the first place. Again, this is from my research. I had a hard time finding this just spelled out very clearly, but there were four things that were consistent. One was divine right. And in Genesis 12, verse 7, it says that God gave this land to Abraham's uh, descendants. So they feel like this land was given to us. It's in the Bible. It's our land prior possession. Um, that the Jewish folks, the Jewish people settled and developed the land. This is thousands of years ago. Um, the Balfour declaration, which we talked about, that was where Britain, um, made the decree and said that they were going to help facilitate the European migration back, the European Jewish migration back um, to Israel and then their military stance that the territory was captured in defensive wars and it's theirs. They won it. I think that this is really interesting because when we talked about, or when we talk about whose land it is, I, I saw a quote from another rabbi or no, excuse me, uh, from a professor at Tel Aviv university, um, I don't know how to say his name. S-H-L-O-M-O, Sand. Shlomo Sand. He's a historian and professor. Um, he said, even when I believed mistakenly that the Jewish people um, was exiled by the Romans in 70 CE or 132 CE, that's how long we're talking, I didn't think that this conferred on the Jews, some sort of imagined historic right to the Holy Land. If we seek to organize the world as it was 2000 years ago, we will turn it into one big madhouse. Why not bring Native Americans back to Manhattan, for example, or restore the Arabs to Spain or the Serbs to Kosovo? I read that and I thought, hmm, if I was Native American, I probably feel real fucking different. Like, yeah, put me back in Manhattan. Um, if I was an Arab, I'd probably say, yeah, I'll take Spain. That's my shit. You kick me out. So it's interesting to hear, you know, someone who is Jewish and a historian feel this way, where he's like, we can't restore stuff back to 
how things were 2000 years ago and say, this is my right and my claim to it. And so I think that it's important that while he feels that way, I can understand how other people don't, mm-hmm. especially if I feel wronged. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if I fought wars and still won it, you know, I've, I've quote unquote won the land. Mm-hmm. And then if Britain also said I could have it. So I think for myself and I'll speak for myself, I, I identify with the Palestinians because it's more recent. Um, it's something that feels more tangible. You know, 1948 was the Nakba, right? When they were um, based, exiled from their land. And that is like, that was across, around the corner. That was like right there. You know, this just happened. And it, it just feels like if another group was persecuted 2,000 years ago and has been persecuted, you know, since their very existence, according to um, their understanding and, and their, their teaching, my question is, why would you do it to another group? So that's where I personally struggle with the idea of, well, this, is, this was my land. I settled this land. Get the hell off. Um, so it's interesting, but I'd be curious to hear, um, since it's so close to my realm of understanding, uh, indigenous person respond to that yeah. quote here, you know? Yeah. You, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't know if he's saying it's ridiculous if it's going to be com- a complete madhouse, if you just drop them back into those spaces amongst the newer settlers is that what he's referring to or it's just like you just rearrange everything whoever was there i think he's just saying i think he's just saying it's just it would be a madhouse to even go about the logistics of that to try to sort that out to even try to go around it to even try to figure out what that would look like would be maddening how do you do it because yeah. now you're uprooting all of these people who had nothing to do with what happened years ago, you know? I think what he's saying is what what we can deal with is the right now. That's my interpretation of what he said. Yeah. I think also it's not so much the... I feel like humans, since our existence, have been mixing and mingling, right? Mm-hmm. Have been conquering, have been dis placing folks um i think what is always the um hardest thing to manage is the violent way in Uh which these things are handled like you when (laughs) exiled feels so soft exiled feels so like slow and arduous and like you here i'm gonna put on this bag and i'm walking versus like here's a gun to your head, run me your shit, or I'm gonna I'm a blow your brains out. I'm gonna take your kids, your kids will be killed. If you don't leave, you will be killed. It's just a completely- It's like your car getting towed versus a carjacking. A carjacking. It's a completely it's like different- um, Experience. Experience and, and, and yeah, reaction and anger that that creates. And um, again, I don't know that, and I think people are realizing- now maybe um and and we have the same ignorance for so many conflicts but i don't know that people understood what actually happened 
in Palestine and how that land was taken and how Israel was created. Um, I think there's a lot of um, romanticizing and cognitive dissonance. It's similar to this land. Sim- I mean, similar to all the America. It's just like, you know what happened? Do you know what slavery really was? Like, even th- when we talk with Joe, talk about Joe, like, yeah, Joe, people were enslaved versus her seeing the imagery and understanding what the practices were and understanding what the treatment, um, what kind of treatment that incurred on people's physical bodies. And I think that um, a lot of people are realizing, oh shit, that, that shit happened and it still happened. What it's a open air prison. What does that mean? Like, you know, so it's, it's just a different kind of understanding of the violent, displacement which is not new or um specific only to palestine and israel again this is something that is has happened in humanity over and over again and has been perpetuated by many races and cultures to to each other but um yeah i don't know i i think that the there's just so much harm there that Mm -hmm. um yeah, it's hard. To, it's it's hard to dismiss, or it's hard to r- even rationalize, or wrap our heads around sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do want to talk about the current state of Gaza because this is where I get very defensive, and I, I'm speaking for myself, where I'm ten toes down, and this is wrong. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be made to feel like I am being anti-Semitic by saying this is wrong. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with me being anti-Semitic or me having beef with Israel or me feeling like this is Israel's land or not. I have an issue with the humanitarian crisis and the genocide that is taking place here. So after we recorded last week, um, Israel started to bomb Gaza. First, they demanded that they that the Palestinians flee from the north to the south where they felt like Hamas was hiding. And what you have to understand is Hamas has underground tunnels under the city. And so in order to get to Hamas, they're bombing from the top down in order to reach Hamas. But they're bombing civilians and homes and schools. And even with this, even with them telling the Palestinians to move, they still bombed the South. And they only gave the Palestinians 24 hours. It's 1.1 million people. To go in a where? Ve- to go, right, to, to go down to the, to the southern Gaza, right, to when roads are, they don't have, they don't have water. They don't have electricity. They don't have fuel. Some of them are on foot. Some of them are dealing with the gas that they have in their car, bicycles. How the hell? And, and, and it mirrored, the images mirrored the Nakba. It mirrored this mass exile of we're telling you you have to move. And when you get back, you have no, we don't, you don't even know if you're going to be allowed to come back. That's really the fear, right? So that's happening. Um, Entire families wiped out. Children, I mean, these images, children under rubble. 
and no aid. Aid being withheld in Israel, fine, because they're saying we are not giving any aid uh, to the Palestinian people until Hamas releases our hostages. The numbers of is of folks that were killed in Israel by Hamas murdered has gone up exponentially. They thought it was a thousand. I think it's up to like 1900 or something like that. It just keeps rising because they keep recognizing that people are missing or what have you listening to these people's stories. This mother who got a text from her son saying, I love you. I'm sorry. And she never heard from him again. And then the last that they traced the phone, the last time they saw the, the, the phone was on was at the border in Gaza, you know, horrible things. It does not excuse this. There has to be another way. There has to be another way. And what what Israel rather, the Israeli government, because I don't want to say the Israeli people, because again, the people are different from the government. And Netanyahu is already a right wing hot mess that a lot of the Israelis do not like. Um, their government is basically saying Egypt has to play ball. If the Palestinians want to live, then Egypt has to open their borders. And Egypt is saying, we're not going to open our borders. One, because we're going to invite instability into our country. Two, we have no idea how we would even um, support and care for two million refugees. And three, we are not going to help you facilitate another Nakba. This is too reminiscent mm-hmm. of what happened. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to do that mm-hmm. to another Arab country, which which a lot of people, some people are saying that's a cop out. And some people are saying Egypt just doesn't want to deal with the nonsense. So they're saying, oh, no, this is too reminiscent of the history. I think it's I think it's both, honestly. Um, finally, an agreement has been reached and U.S. officials um, have helped with this uh, uh, this deal to basically raise a UN flag um, at the Rafah border. So the Rafah border is the border of Gaza and Egypt. It's the only border that has the possibility of being open because every other border is, is Gaza and Israel. And Israel is saying, there's no way in hell we're opening our borders. All right. So the Rafah border crossing between, they're, they're going to raise a UN flag. All right. They're going to have international observers inspect aid trucks. There's trucks just sitting at this border. It has not gone over. This podcast is being recorded October 19th. As of right now, it has not, no aid has been let into Gaza. Um, and folks are dying. They don't have water. They're rationing water out. They don't have food. The, uh, Israel just bombed the largest bakery in the middle of Gaza, not in the north, but in the middle where they were trying to feed folks. And now we get to this very contentious argument around a hospital that was bombed, the Al-Ahi Hospital, where many Palestinians, because this isn't the first war, they they seek refuge at hospitals. Hospitals are considered safe, neutral zones because international law deems them as such. If you bomb a hospital, it is a crime. This hospital was bombed. Okay. Israel took the Israeli government officials, military folks 
took credit for this bombing. And then they was like, hold up. No, that wasn't us. And they deleted tweets. It's literally, literally it's playing out on fucking Twitter. Then there was a video that was played. And I, I have a clip. Maybe I should play the clip. I don't know why I'm so afraid to play so many clips. But um, Sim Kern, whose pronouns are they, them, they are Jewish best-selling author here in the U.S. They've been doing a lot of posting and videos on social media that are very um, informative and concise. And this is what they had to say about the bombing. Leaving it would be safe because international law forbids the bombing of hospitals. But that same day, the Israeli military hit the hospital with rocket fire and they admitted to it. The damage wasn't nearly as severe. There were only four wounded people. And so Israel had already told this hospital was going to be targeted and had targeted it. Immediately after the explosion, Naftali, this guy who's like a mouthpiece for the Israeli military and Israeli propaganda, took to Twitter to claim credit for the attack and brag that a multiple number of terrorists are dead. But then his outrage immediately exploded online as the horrific videos and images of gore inside the hospital were being released across the internet. This tweet was quickly deleted and replaced by this one, claiming that now the bomb was caused by the Islamic Jihad and with a video showing proof. But when a New York Times reporter pointed out that their proof video was timestamped 40 minutes after the explosion in question, that video was also deleted and taken down. Also shortly after the explosion, BBC correspondent John Donison, who reports from the ground in Gaza, said the rockets fired out of Gaza simply do not have the size and strength to create the kind of devastation that happened at the hospital. He said, quote, we have never seen anything on the scale of this explosion that shook the hospital coming from the Palestinian side. Now, of course, he's being harshly criticized and his job may be in danger because he gave his honest opinion as a journalist, which contradicts imperialist propaganda. Finally, folks, just look at the bigger picture. A few days ago, Israel revealed they have dropped 6,000 bombs on Gaza in six days. For comparison, at the height of the war in Afghanistan, the U.S. dropped 7,423 bombs on Afghanistan, a country that is 1,787 times larger than Gaza in a year. The hell we rained down on Afghanistan in one year has been dropped on one of the world's most densely populated areas in a week. So CNN has um, done a lot of work in trying to dispel the idea that Israel dropped this bomb on the hospital. Um, I don't believe that Israel didn't drop this bomb. I mean, they've got videos, they got all kinds of stuff. And I think the lar even if they, even if it wasn't Israel, the larger conversation to me is why is it that we don't trust our government or our media enough to even fucking believe them because they've lied to us before <laughs> so often. Yeah. And here we are here. We the fuck are. Mm -hmm. Regardless, none of this would be the case. There'd be no bombs being dropped. One, if Hamas didn't go in there, Hamas is a fucking problem. But also, this is not a way to get your hostages back. Your hostages, from what Hamas is saying, is they're being held in these underground tunnels. 
So you are essentially sacrificing your own people as well. And you're rooting out an evil, Hamas, that you funded in order to destabilize the PLO. And we can't get into that because we're already an hour in. But like, please, folks, look it up. Then you have fucking Biden. Biden, Robinette, Joseph is on my motherfucking shit list. Oh. You hear me? Oh. Me and Biden are <laughs> having problems. Oh, not you and Joe. And I'm not even handling them in-house. I'm straight Jada Pinkett on his ass. <laughs> I'm, I am mad. I cannot. I'm pissed. Biden, first what of all, do? Biden took his monkey ass over there, which everybody the was like, The next day. Oh, well, Biden was over there. Right. Well, mm-hmm. he was already planning to yeah, go over there. And the then it got day. tricky uh-huh. because the fucking Shit. hospital was bombed. Said, Nobody Damn. knew who did it. And then then all of a sudden, his meeting with Jordan got canceled. But he went over every, anyway. And he went over there to 10 toes down. We stand with Israel. We will fight these barbaric ter- terrorists, which Mark Lamont Hill had a good point where be careful who you call terrorists. I personally do think Hamas are terrorists, but be careful who you call terrorists because Nelson Mandela was a terrorist. He was on our terrorist watch list. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you start using words like barbarian and you start dehumanizing people, it makes it a lot easier to do that, to say, we got to root them out. They ain't shit. Those really bad Arab Muslim people, they're dangerous. Mm-hmm. They'll come for us. Mm-hmm. We got to stay with our that trope is already That trope is already Duh. been set. Duh. Hello. Years ago. So Biden goes over there. He's 10 toes down. He tries to toe the line. Does he? Right? He's re- he does. He calls I it an explosion. His- he said the, it was done he, by the other team. What? The other team, they which go, is just what? like the most callous and what? stupid remark. It was like, yeah, you are from Scranton. Yeah. No. Shout out to Scranton. Apologies. But it was just like, bro, what are you? Have you not been anywhere? Why do you think that's what you say, you dummy? But he goes over there and he reiterates his unconditional support. Unconditional is a very tricky word because that means without condition. That means if you bomb a hospital, I still got your mm-hmm. fucking back. Yeah, girl. Okay? Yeah. So he goes over there, reiterates his unconditional support for Israel's right to defend itself mm-hmm. as a result of the carnage of Hamas. Yeah. <sighs> then he also makes mention that Hamas does not represent all of pa- all of the Palestinian people, okay, and that the Palestinian suffering, sorry about uh, that, is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my bad. And that there needs to be aid let into Gaza. So Biden's goal in this trip, in my opinion, and in many people's opinion, he needs to maintain the strategic partnership with Israel, one of the only allies of the U.S. in the region, and he needs to counsel restraint with crazy ass Netanyahu. Okay. That's for everybody who doesn't know who Netanyahu is. That is Israel's prime minister to avoid Iran and Lebanon and other Arab nations from entering the war. And then this explodes into a huge regional conflict. (sighs) So U.S. Secretary uh, Anthony Blinken, his ass was already over there. He had a nine hour meeting. He wasn't really getting shit done. And then Biden he, after this fucking speech about how we have to figure out how to get aid into Pal- uh, Gaza, because he won't call it Palestine, to the Palestinians in Gaza, 
the U.S. vetoes a resolution for ceasefire and humanitarian aid with the U.N. We were the only country to veto that shit. And the rationale was that we needed to let diplomacy play out. No, the issue in the resolution was that the UN was holding Israel accountable for their fucking war crimes. And the U.S. couldn't get behind that because they didn't want to be associated with war crimes, even though we're the fucking masters of war crimes. Then Biden declares, and everybody's clapping for him. I couldn't fucking believe it. He declares that he's going to give $100 million in aid to the Palestinians in Gaza. Well, Biden is also planning on asking Congress for $100 billion. 60 of that will go to Ukraine. And then 40 of it will mostly go to Israel. But then a little bit of that 40 will also go to our U.S. border crisis. I need up folks to understand. I did this math and I sat here for about 30 minutes to try to figure this shit out. A hundred million dollars compared to 40 billion, which is what he's trying to give to Ukraine, which was he's proposing is the equivalent of having four thousand dollars and giving somebody 10. Girl, that's your net that. No, me. We are. <laughs> we are struggling. Y'all don't go together. No more. I don't know. Listen, I told y'all. where. Y'all this is where I'm meeting the potatoes of it. Yeah. This is where I feel insane, right? Because mm. if I'm only Crazy voting making. for international policy mm-hmm. and I'm listening to the Congress, the only person to speak out about how the Palestinians are being treating, treated is Bernie fucking Sanders. No, no there are other people that are saying Who? Because I ain't see it. There's another woman. She's actually Palestinian, a senator that has been speaking out about it. Oh, people um, are, yeah. Rashida Tlaib. Yes, yes, yes. Listen, I'm talking... Okay, you're right. I, I'm not talking. To, I'm not. I'm looking for white folks. I'm sorry. I'm looking for folks who. <laughs> oh, talk about it's it. very easy for a fucking Palestinian talk to say this it. is wrong. Yeah, sorry. I mean, hello. Yeah. Like, I, come on. All right. Shanti, I want to know your thoughts on this, because this is where I, I'm, I'm going to shut up. This is where I just think it's insanity, because, again, local level. We got Biden or we got Trump. To me, no question. It's like, of course, bam, bam. That's got so my interesting. That's so interesting got, to me. That blows the, my mind. Tell that me. blows my mind that people's not that people the narrative, the trope of Trump is worse than Biden at this point. When Biden is 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 clearly showing. The mo- and supporting some of the most vile and heinous acts of humanity and supporting it and funding it and lying to us and being duplicit and still building a wall. And Trump, the narrative of Trump is still is still scarier than Biden. And that just blows my mind. And I'm not saying I'm not saying vote for Trump, but really? How Trump is really? Wow. In my mind, yes. That's wild. In my That's mind, yes. Wild Trump, is, to Trump me. was the one that moved the embassy to, wild. to uh Jerusalem to say this is Israel. It's it, Trump was the one that, that incited that shit. Because it's all the America is the number one 
make um importer of weapons right america's making so much money right now with the wars that are blooming in the middle east with ukraine america they're trying to make money with Saudi Arabia. That's why all this shit happened. They're just, Saudi Arabia they're making, was about to join up with, um, with not Iran, with Israel. Uh, just the idea that America moves from a place of um, humanity and care and um, honesty, integrity, it just is never going to happen. They are war, we're warmongers. And we are duplicit and we are strategic and it's always about resources and it's always about politics. Always, always and forever. That's it. That is the driving force, whether you're a Democratic president, whether you're a Republican president, whether you're whatever the fuck you think. The agenda, the baseline agenda the baseline direction and the baseline intent of keeping America as a quote unquote world superpower is always there. We're always going to move um, in, in ways to protect that. It, like we said, like I said last year, the wheel is turning. Who's and Biden ain't going to break that wheel. Trump ain't going to, they just, they just keep it going. It's just, it's just it's before Biden. It's going to be after Biden. They don't care. People, they don't care. And I feel like it's a powerful thing that people are seeing that right now in, in real time of being like, hey, you said this one thing, but you're doing something. You lied to us. You said that there was this video and then there's not a video. You said that there's that, that it's clearly you said you bombed this place. But then you said you didn't bomb this place. Do you see these kids dying? Do you see these people? being murdered like what the fuck you're supporting that why you're being duplicit you're saying one thing about the importance of protecting ukraine but fuck these palestinians like it's just because it doesn't serve our interests it does not serve capitalism it does not serve um keeping this wheel going and i don't know what else to say i'm, I'm not surprised by much of it it makes perfect sense it's wild that he's doing this though around election time i'm just so curious what other what other option does he have i don't I, know there's no other but it's just wild how blatant it's happening and how everyone similar to you is like oh we still gonna vote for this nigga though because what other options do we have well here's here's my thing um and thank you for that if i'm speaking as a human it's all vile and i feel the same way that you feel right Supporting mass genocide, it's a display of willful ignorance, inhumanity, completely against it. Looking at it as a politician, this isn't me, I'm just saying, this is what, this is the thinking, or what I believe to be the thinking. As a politician, Biden's over there, he's controlling the narrative. We talk about that all the time. He has hope, and, and he's going to pray that the war doesn't take a darker turn and that he's going to be viewed as this strong president that went over to Israel at a time of war to fight these barbarian Islamic terrorists, you know, and, and right now he's right. According to a NPR poll, 
Two-thirds of Americans agree that we should be backing Israel unconditionally against these big, bad Muslims. This is the narrative. Two-thirds of this country feels that way. We have students at U of Penn, at Harvard, all across the country holding walkouts, holding free Palestine sit-ins, all kinds of things. And we have huge contributors to those schools pulling their funds as a result of this. There's no nuance in this fucking country. So this is the narrative and we, and, and that's it. We've already demoralized, oh, excuse me, demoralized and, and dehumanized Muslims. And as far as that, I mean, Benjamin Netanyahu is probably the Trump of Israel. He's, he's that far right. And we, we got to stand behind him because that's all. That's the only ally we have in the region because of all the terror we've caused over there. So the then you option. have to consider, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Then, then if I'm on you, if I'm considering this from a U.S. perspective, right, I think about, okay, Trump or Biden, Trump gets in more chaos here for my everyday life. Biden gets in. Maybe a little less chaos for my everyday life. Both, either one of them, chaos, fucking chaos in the world. I don't think Trump makes this any better. Mm-mm. I don't think Trump, Trump going over there and trying to have any kind of diplomacy is a fucking joke. We like, we'd have already been fighting with Iran, like period. In my opinion, he's that much of a nutcase. And he actually caused a lot more of the tension when he moved the embassy. So both are evil. Both are wrong. This is American fucking politics. And it's sickening. It's sickening. It's like, do I want more conservative Supreme Court justices on the fucking bench? It, like, this is what we're left with. And I, com- and I understand the frustration of people because I feel it. I understand your frustration now more than ever when you say, this is all dumb. I'm not going to participate in this. It's absurdity. I get it. And this is where you have the chess versus checkers thing. And it's like, well, what the fuck do you do? What do we do? That's where the anger and the hopelessness comes from for me. The powerlessness. When it comes to foreign policy, I just feel fucking powerless. I think that um, it's also this idea that the rationale, the rational or the power, the powerful thing is in, lies within, excuse me, this idea of, well, what else is America going to do, right? There's no other options. You have to play this game. This is just the way. Oh, no, there's other options. They're just not going. We're to not do, going to, for it. I think that's yeah. I think what we're all committed to. What has been made the rational only choice is imperialism and capitalism. That is what all of this is being played out is imperialism which is you go someplace else you 
rip the people, the culture up. You take their resources. You just what conquer. Is Are you, that is what, what is imperialism, imperialism is. Okay. You go Thank and you. you can go to another country. You take their, you destabilize them through finances or through military action. You replace their government if you can. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you basically control them and you you make you you say what goes basically yeah mm -hmm. you guys can play have your little government you know do your little religion thing but when it comes down to resources finances military power we're pulling all of the strings here and that's Which a lot of countries are imperial uh, yeah it spreads that that <laughs> the is the majority name of the of game them are. that's yeah. the name of the game now that's the game that the world plays by that is the wheel that is the bus that we're on and if you don't do that then you get ran over or you, you know, yeah, you, you don't even have a weapon in this fight. You're it's done. predator or prey. It's, that's why the, the a name of that last episode was that. Which that's how they view it. And I don't I want to make I want to be real clear. I know that there's you and I know that there's other possibility, but the U.S. will never do it ever because they're no. they're well, like, we're top dog and we're not going to come off this throne. No, I don't, and I don't as much as you and I hate it, we're a complicit in no, it as we're well. All in it, a bit. I don't, yeah, think, because I don't we think don't we do know what the possibilities are. I don't think we do know as it, we don't know what the possibilities. are. I don't are. know what the possibilities no, are, but don't. I have to imagine that there, there are, are some. some other ones. Absolutely, but we're all Not complicit smart enough in for it. that. I think it's also really interesting um, how dumbfounded we are around how to bring about some kind of change and i think it's very similar to uh to to hit folks where they hurt is is with money and i don't see a lot of conversations around boycotting i think that that was um that was a movement for a really long time was mm. to bo boycott products and companies that support israel but this uh, rhetoric around anti-Semitism and it being actually illegal to do that is very pervasive and you can't even begin that kind of conversation and let it really, you know, hopefully you can because I think that's good. That's a game motherfucking changer, son. That's a game changer. If people were to unite in that way and to boycott, I've seen some social media with listings of companies that you can consider boycotting but um i think that is that is probably I the agree. most effective thing in this moment in this day and age for folks to all of us to really put our money where our mouth is and um and and yeah have us take a stand but i don't even know if that is politically or legally possible right now the the way that uh the rhetoric which is a whole other anti, can of worms which is just like a whole other can not, of not, worms like what anyhow child girl girl last but not least we're not these are just things to mention we're not going into detail i did put up a video by uh menti hassan i think i'm saying his first name wrong i love him 
I, I watch him from time to time. He's on MSNBC, but he's on the sidelines right now. Hopefully he'll be back soon. Uh, via The Intercept, February 20th, 2018, he did a video with them explaining just how Israel used Hamas to destabilize Palestine. Posted that on Patreon for the patrons. Um, won't go in. Won't go into it, even though I really want to. I won't. Also, Republicans pick. I'll Jim just Jordan. say this. Let me just say this. Go ahead. Go we ahead. F- we send money to Israel every year, exorbitant amounts of money. We helped fund Hamas in that yes. same way. Our and tax again, dollars. America's weapons will probably be found on both sides. So that's even more fucked up that America is probably, you'll find weaponry that could be traced back to American sources on both Hamas, Iran, all of these so-called, you know, um, militant terrorist groups. Where are they getting their weapons from, son? America is the pusher man. I want to be really clear is that Israel right is. Israel was funding Hamas in the 1980s in order to destabilize the PLO, right? That when Hamas became what it is and they started to be like, holy shit, they're a little too strong. Then they started to uh, move against Hamas and Iran started to fund Hamas. So you may find some, but yes, yeah, our Israel funded them through our U.S dollars um israel i don't i wouldn't think is still funding them but who no no f- no I, no i'm just saying not. that funding what funding means to per to buy stuff right to buy weapons right and the number one importer of weapons is the u.s so it's like we all the these the monkeys US gotta not eat do- but they're all eating what where are they getting all of this food from it's like yeah. the u.s isn't doing business with iran though directly no not necessarily no, not directly, directly. Okay, but i just want to make that clear i just don't want weapons co- yeah that's fine i just don't want to confuse folks about who's a, a lot allied with who that's right all. maybe not not okay. direct funds but in terms of weaponry okay and then lastly can't get into it republicans pick jim jordan his incompetent ass who's never passed one bill in his fucking life to be the house speaker and he's already failed two votes so we haven't impending uh government shutdown november 17th and he lost already the second time around oh it was only a 45 day resolution to keep the government open yeah that's what we were talking about last time so yeah we'll see what happens there but jim jordan is a hot ass mess and he's handpicked by marjorie taylor green and them and marjorie taylor green on the house floor when those beautiful jewish folks were there saying not in my name they were protesting our support of Israel's military response in Gaza. And she was on video screaming that it was an insurrection. Can you fucking believe that? Yeah, it's just absurdity all around. But let's get off of this before I lose my fucking mind. Let's get into pop culture, please. Before we never get to it, because we are uh, hour and 15 minutes in. But pop culture, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with? The Tracy G thing that I saw, my girl. Do you want to start with Lupita? Actually, where do you want to start? Let's talk about Lupita before we go to Jada. Jada, Jada, stay in our mouths. Child. I'm not talking about Jada. I'm talking about Tracy's question. I, I refuse to talk about Jada. Go ahead. You bring up Lupita. I've been talking too much. Apparently, the apparently 
Lapita made a public announcement. That's which is what was interesting. That? That's the public announcement <laughs> music. Yeah, <laughs> it sounded like a bad porno. You know how like the old eighties pornos they would come in like. Showing she said, there are much more important things going on in the world right now, and my thoughts are with those who are deeply suffering. At this moment, it is necessary for me to share a personal truth and publicly disassociate myself from someone I can no longer trust. Mm. I find myself in a season of heartbreak because of a love suddenly and devastatingly extinguished by deception. I am tempted to run into the shadows and hide only to return to the light when I have regained my strength enough for me to say, whatever, my life is better this way. But I'm reminded that the magnitude of the pain I'm feeling is equal to the measure of my capacity for love. And so I am choosing to face the pain, cultivating the courage to meet my life exactly as it is and trusting that this too shall pass. The promise they say is that a tender heart is what gives birth to fearlessness. I hope it's true. I share this to keep it 100 and hoping that the knowledge of my experience might be useful to someone else out there experiencing the grip of heartbreak who is poised to try and escape from the pain and miss out on the wisdom that comes from it. Hashtag breakup. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Why would you do that? Let's face our pain so we don't spread it. You bitch. <laughs> she said hashtag breakup. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You go first because obviously I have a different type of this. <laughs> That's what's up, girl. I'm sorry. I'm... <laughs> All right. Cool. She said, let me get to this for the shave room does. Okay. <laughs> no, the shave room got to it because she was out with Joshua Jackson. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Dawson's even... motherfucking Creek, son. Yeah. Who just announced his little divorce. His his black girl. His black we don't wife. know that they that's jumping to conclusions we all know that i'm they saying was that's why she no that is not jumping to conclusions that is why she said this so she was like all she right broke well, up with that I'm... black man he did her dirty what he do to you lupita she said that he was all hype that man gonna go ahead and it tweet talk it. about i'm on a plane with lupita somebody help me tell me what to say oh, God. and then you fumbled you it fucked it up said the dumbest shit ever you had one job and you couldn't do it. And Lapita is. A, she uh, went on publicly blasted. She said, <laughs> my stop. love has been devastatingly extinguished by deception. Mm. Let me tell you a something. A liar. <laughs> stop. Deceiver. Damn. Lapita was on there. <laughs> she was like. <laughs> she was on her stories going in, bro. <laughs> <laughs> screenshotting it and reposting it we know how you did it girl stop wow. it now no i get it <laughs> she's controlling the narrative everybody's saying yes girl damn he said how can he fuck this up she is bad sexy and all the above dudes be hey, messing it up for everybody sorry to hear that lupita said i know excuse me <laughs> <laughs> what kanye say internet <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna let you cook on this because you crack if you. Kanye fucking. was like, "Excuse me, what did he say when he interrupted Taylor Swift?" I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna but... let you finish about all this Gaza shit. But <laughs> I just got funny. my heart broken, and I need y'all to know. <laughs> that's not. That's not <laughs> he funny. said, "Hold up, that's I ain't gonna not hold this in." 
funny. And you're the only person that could somehow say that. And I'd not be mad. Look at Marlon Wayne's hype ass trying. He tried to get into. That's what she said. She said, said, trust God. He wants better for you. (laughs) All lessons are blessings, especially the painful ones. This too shall pass. Somebody said, I mean, I wasn't a fan. So congratulations. (laughs) Oh, my God. Who Ava wrote her. Yo, no, who Stop. was that nigga? <laughs> Yo, for real. Who was Stop. that nigga? <laughs> Wait a minute. I just remember who he was. Who was he? You are doing that status thing I don't like. No, now. I'm not. I just yes, said you who are. was you just, he? <laughs> just Were they married? I'm nervous. Were they married? Because that'll make me really sad. Ava, Ava DuVernay said we lift you up with Salima. love and sisterhood. Mm. You just called him Selena? Selima. Who was he? Selima Masakela. Damn. I know he over there with his legs between his tail. That's not how that goes. (laughs) Yo, who is he? Where he from, though? Shanti. What you got to say about it? Because I ain't got. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to mess it up. Because that was amazing. I needed that. I really did. I needed it, and I thank you for it. Because I haven't lasted like that in a fucking while. Oh, yeah. Are they under his page, or did he he private his shit? He didn't make it private? She got all the celebrities under there, like, you are a girl, fuck him. When Jada says something, Jada probably like, girl, speak your truth, girl. (laughs) 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 Ah, Jada said, drag him. (laughs) Drag him and get free. He's 52 years old, too. 52 still acting up. Oh, my God. And Lupita oh, is his, be- his favorite. His father is Hugh Masca, Masakalek. <laughs> his father is a famous South African um, musician. Because my dad, my, my dad used to listen to him. I don't know how to say his name. Damn. South Africa. Mm-hmm. I don't have nothing to say. I was gonna say something nice, but you. What were you gonna say? That it was good. It was good. She got said that, right? <laughs> I can't take you seriously because you don't feel that way. So I don't want to say how no, I feel. Internet. We need to. No. I am a cold person. I have no heart. <laughs> Damn, Nisi Nash said you are not alone. Uh oh. What like, happened to Nisi? I don't know, but I all I know is everybody's gonna come out now. Her girlfriend bad as shit. They better stay together now. Listen, what I think it's really irrelevant. Irrelevant. We need to stop paying attention to these celebrities so much. But I, I, what I thought was beautiful about it was that last thing that you didn't even read was let's face our pain so we don't spread it. And I also think it's interesting that these celebrities, when they break up with somebody, they got to make a whole public service announcement. It's so sad. You know, that sucks. They can't just break up. They got to like, she posted like seven stories. She did. She was typing. And it was beautifully written, I thought. Anyway. And I think she handled this really well, especially considering the fact that there are much bigger things to talk about. Lupita can do no wrong. I I wish her well. I'm mad at him, and I don't even know what he did, but I'm mad. Whatever he did, she controlling the narrative now. He got to recover for whatever he did. 
Ooh, Perez Hilton is on here giving her love. What Perez say? He's, he, child, he sent her a whole meme, a whole gift thing that says, I wish you, I uh, wish I could hug you. It's <laughs> <laughs> not Dude. funny. This is sad though. Like the, I can't imagine, um, uh, you know how sad I'd be when I break up? Well, I can't even remember. It's been so long. But when something don't work out, uh, I'd be fucked up. But like, down bad i don't want to like, tell nobody a celebrity though. yeah you be like it took you a long time to even tell me that you was broken up i said you've been broken up for how long a month <laughs> you were like yeah was it a month i don't it wasn't a month but it was not the day of you would only tell me the day of stuff like when you knew you was gonna get back together or something <laughs> anyway let's not tell your business <laughs> you'd be like <laughs> call me like that i'd be like all right let me know when you talk to him all right Anyway, I want Lupita to be okay. She is okay, apparently. Um, she gonna be okay. She spoke it into existence. Amen. She said, "I'm hurt, but don't count the kid out." I don't know who the fuck this is. Uh. So, do you want to talk about this thing? Yeah. This... <laughs> All right. I'm gonna play a clip. And I don't want this to be about Jada Pinkett. Please don't say nothing about Jada Pinkett, Shanti. It's not about Jada Pinkett. Mm. All right? All right. Just resist the urge. <clears throat> not that I'm hating on Jada. Because mm. Will just came out and said, this is my best friend. I don't know what y'all talking about. And we going to be all right. He did. So Will said it. He did. He's at a book. He's at a whole book event. Like, y'all, this is my best friend. <laughs> and I'm proud of her and this book. So shut up. And it, he said it was hard for him to read some of it, but he he needed to he needed to she know was... about himself <laughs> stop it's not about them next oh jada it's so interesting the responses mm -hmm. to your interviews to their book um on one side which is the side that i reside on i can really feel that this is in service to your soul yeah. and in service to the souls of others that's right and that you want to use your story to in your own words show other people how they can recognize their own worth yeah then we have another side that's like, Jada, why are you emasculating your husband? Again. Again. <laughs> why is this all this oversharing, et cetera, et cetera? And the question that comes to mind for me is, is something only sacred if it's private? Can something remain sacred when it is shared publicly? And also, what is the definition of oversharing for you? I thought that was such a great question mm -hmm. by my girl, Tracy G. Shout out to Tracy ahead, G. Tracy. Kind soul who we've only met a couple times, but she's just so generous and kind to me when, when, when I do see her. What do you think? What's the question again? Can something only be considered sacred if it's private? Mm-hmm. And how do you... Not nah, and forgot it because of you. How do you? Uh, <laughs> you had one job. Damn. Was to listen to the question. <laughs> the basically, how do you deal? Like, how do you manage? What is oversharing? There you go. What I think For about you, everything's sacred. You know, <laughs> in private. I think <laughs> something that is sacred is when it is in service. It's a deep. Tr it's a universal truth. That can mm. be, um, that is relatable to all humans and is like a lesson 
not necessarily a lesson, but it's like a relatable bomb to all people, right? When I think about sacred ritual, when I think about mantras, when I think about sacred practices, it's like this, it, it's, it often is shit sacred because it is shared and it like taps into this collective expansion or growth or healing. Um, yeah. And maybe the, maybe the experience of that can also be very private as well. You know what I mean? Mm. So it can be, yeah. I think it can be both. Um, I don't, I do, I think we have somehow <clears throat> made that perverse by thinking that just because it's, um, our quote unquote truth, our truth, that if we share it with the world, it's somehow like this really, uh, impactful thing, like assuming that, um, I am strongly against oversharing <laughs> to the point that I don't share anything. So I'm on, on a far, pe- I'm doing better. That's not true. I, I'm doing much better. Um, it's, a, I think it's a really uh, thin, what's the word? It's, it's, it's a hard thing to do of sh- being able to share something that feels relatable and in service of everyone and also not doing like an ego thing of like Mm. talking about yourself or talking about your pain talking about victimhood or talking about even being a hero and overcoming it like like it's a really centering yeah centering yourself it's a really thin rope to walk and not it's very rare it's super impactful when it happens child it's amazing but um I don't know. Something about Jada running everybody the wrong way. And I believe I the said collective. Don't oh, don't. Oh, she's an example, though. Make this about Sorry. Jada. Something about, something about this moment feels. Girl. <laughs> you can't. Don't feel like a collective Girl. healing. Girl. So what do you think? You want to hear the definition of sacred? Come on. Connected with God or gods or dedicated to a religious purpose and so deserving veneration. You know what veneration means? Exalting, lifting him up in yes. great respect, reverence. Hallelujah. Um, so when you said that it's a truth, I thought, yeah, that makes sense. Because I feel like the closer we are with our truths, the more the closer we are to God. Mm-hmm. The more that we're walking with God mm-hmm. and tapped in. Sacred to me did imply secret. Mm. It's sacred or private. It's something I keep close. And I think when we see people who are able to have s- sacred moments and live them out loud and share them, we question it. We question the validity. We question their, especially people who are able to monetize from that. Mm, right? from that part. Sort of pain. That part. 
we question the, the the validity. We question the authenticity. We question if it's really close to God. Because if it is, then we're like, well, why isn't that yours? But then I question that. Mm-hmm. Why are we yeah. hoarding that? Yeah. Why is that something that we shouldn't talk about when we have these revelations? And I also thought about sacred in terms of um, it being private and secret. Um, some things are sacred. When I hear that, some things are sacred. A lot of men have said that to me. Some things are sacred. And I've had, a, I've had many a relationship with men where there needed to be a lot of secrecy. Around? Around just our relationship or they weren't comfortable. It's just, but it was under the guise of sacred. Mm-hmm. And I'm questioning that mm. a lot in my Interesting. life. I, mm. <clears throat> sacred? If a nigga says sacred, tricky. But if private, that's another thing. Sacred. That's tricky. Oh, niggas is so tricky. <laughs> Lupita, yes. I hear you quaint. <laughs> yes. A little hotel. They add a little razzle-dazzle of hotep on there. And then I was like, oh, sacred. sacred. He loves yeah. me. Bitch, stop telling my business. Right. Really, you saying shut the fuck up. Yeah, don't, um, I don't want people to see me. I don't want people to have any access me. to me. A- access to me. You know, some things you're revealing who I am to people. The parts that I. Or who I'm not. Or who I'm not. Which is. That's their business, though, isn't it? Absolutely. So that's why. But sacred nigga. <laughs> you Private. Up on that. Private. I'd rather that. I think it's, I think also uh, to switch gears and it doesn't even have to be romantic. I was thinking about how many, many men recently I was, I was sitting down and um, especially around my birthday, just thinking about about Jada and the backlash around Jada and Jada speaking up about her life, her experiences, and maybe even some disappointment with Will, whatever. And how people are like, yo, why are you telling all his business? You emasculating him, you this, you that, you cutting him down, you beating his ass, right? I heard a lot of that. <laughs> really, like, not beating his there's ass. a podcast where like one of the guys said, can't we all just admit that Jada is beating Will's ass? <laughs> And I was like, yo, terrible. (laughs) Here's the thing. I'm starting to question that because in my mind, I'm one of these people too that I'm, I am, I think I'm very open. I think I share, I share, try to share for the sake of others, or I just think on this podcast out loud because I feel close to you. And then it goes out in the world. I'm like, well, it's out. But there, there are some things that I don't talk about because I want to protect the people around me. And there are men in my life, one in particular who hurts me and who has been hurting me and disappointing me because they either refuse or they're incapable of fully loving me or showing up the way that I need them to. And they used to, they used to show up fully for me. And I want it so badly back. And I, and I, I want to talk about it so badly. Mm. 
I want to talk mm. about how hard it is. Mm. And I won't. Mm-hmm. Probably until the day I or they die, I hold it close to protect them, their legacy, and their image that they've worked so hard to create. And that doesn't feel sacred anymore when I look up the definition of sacred. <clears throat> does that, does, in, in your um, withholding and protection, are you talking about on a public, on this public platform, or just even to people that you? Both. Hmm. Even to people, I, t- I keep it close. You know. Mm-hmm. Not really. But I don't really though. talk about no, it. No, you don't. You cut it off real fast. Because I think too that there's a deep hope that they'll come back to who they once were, and that if they were to do that, I can't have these other narratives out there in my mind. I just can't. Or maybe it makes it real. I don't know. But there's something about what women like Jada or Gabrielle Union or whoever, who just telling they fucking business. That I know we reject, but there's something about it that even I reject. I rejected. Like, my initial thing was like, yo, Jada, shut the fuck up. Because now you're just inviting all these people in your business, right? And that's tricky. But there's something about the the ability to 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 do it, to, to say to it, to bring language and emote and release and express how you feel in that moment or in your moments past, and then to have the person that you're talking about say, "You're still my best friend." I needed to hear this. I know that J Cole ain't saying that Will and Jada love, but baby. It's something to be said about Talk this about shit. Talk about it. You better exalt it. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's I don't know. I don't know. But for it's real. something to be said about yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. That somebody can sit there. Capacity to and hold. The capacity to hold and to deal with all the other stuff. All like his, this narrative that he built up, this image that he built up is being knocked down by her truth that he still is willing to honor because I think that he knows it's truth. And he's. It's a nice ego death. Owning it. I love that. I don't know. Because the ego. Yeah. Because it, I don't, I don't shit know. Ain't true. Some of it ain't true about him. Yeah. And, it, and it's all just forcing everybody to that. This is the shit that's been fucking me up lately. It's a collective practice of holding two things at once will is all that we love him he's a he's a he's a brilliant being he brings so many people joy and happiness and comfort his familiarity his talent but also he probably was on some fuck shit and also he's capable of disappointing and harm as well and so is she and, and so we said she. this wasn't gonna be about will and but Jada, I think but they're, they, but this they're is, teaching us they're teaching us i don't know mm-hmm. how you Yeah, it just requires an ego death. It really requires an ego death for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. 
of being like, I don't know. This is this is how I feel, and I still love this person, but also I have to say these things because otherwise I'm um, withholding and not being honest to myself. Not being close to God, it ain't sacred no more. Huh? It's a close. It's even closer to God because it's out. I'm saying if I'm withholding it, yeah, it's not. Yeah. You're hiding. And then, you know, you, this other person is having this opportunity to be seen, but still loved as well. Because if mm. you're saying it in a way that they're being dismissed, you're dismissing them or you're making that their, their error is their identity. That's not love. But it's also like, hey, you're doing this thing or this, this thing is causing harm. But also, I still, I still love you. It's not punitive, right? Mm -hmm. And then to be seen in such a vulnerable way publicly. Wow, that's wild for them. And ridiculed, not and just ridiculed seen. and made fun of and abandoned. We abandoned, my, we abandoned people. We so unwell collectively. <laughs> <laughs> my thing on See the Thing Is, and we talked about this, and I've been unpacking it slowly, was I was like, I don't know if Jade is emasculating him or if we are. Girl, that's what we're yeah. doing it. Yeah, we are. We're the meat. We're putting we're the, the memes ones up. That's fucked up. They're hilarious. They're just but we're the back ones doing us. it. Yeah, they're marrying yeah. back to us what we really think about it more than anything. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, listen. That's it. That's all. That's all I got this episode. They they said don't worry about us not knowing how to end it. Somebody wrote that on Patreon. It made me feel good. I the, really the last, I sent you that. I didn't know you were gonna put it on the outline, but I sent you that, that blew uh, my video. mind. Anton sent me a text and said these <laughs> girls out here they looking at Taylor like she's Britney Spears, and they then are. there was just a sequence of Britney Spears killing it doing a little notch down maybe like seven notches down from janet's talent and superiority but she hitting the moves no i think it's like she, three notches it ain't even seven boo britney was up there um, britney was up there i don't know it's like it's that's like debatable. three to four it ain't seven five britney, let's leave it let's stay on five I'm but britney five. was getting it britney was and they think that again. taylor's it and they think Taylor doing that. They think Taylor. They think is Taylor. Britney. Uh, they think Taylor is Beyonce. And look at us doing it again because Beyonce just went to the movie with her and was like, "We all." She good. told us to stop it. But I, I had to understand. This is part of me unpacking. <laughs> These girls think that she's Britney. They do. They, she is Static. their Britney. That's a shame. Cause that ain't that I girl know. ain't nowhere near to Britney. And you know that there are certain people in this generation. We gotta stop because this is late. But there's certain people in this generation who don't know Britney for Britney. They know Britney now. They don't know Britney then. Slinging them knives. She's still talented as fuck. You can't dance with no Suzuki knives, nigga. Not cut yourself. <laughs> spinning in your underwear. You could never. <laughs> the way she wear the underwear, crazy. The underwear. Oh, she won't pull them up on her She hip. won't even get a bikini cut either. She, she won't do it. <laughs> it's the hip hugger underwear. She said, Low I'm not. Hip huggers. She stuck in the 90s. She <laughs> said, the underwear is staying. If it's not three inches under my navel, Kim, I'm not wearing send it. Send her some skims. Skims. F Why some Kim savages. 
That would be so smart. Because she would Why kill would it. Not- if she could just she have a little high waisted, we would be like, okay, Ooh. fuck it up, Brittany. <laughs> it's Speaking of Brittany, you saw her come out and say that she had an abortion. What? That was so sad. Recently? She said that. No, she had it back in the day. When By she was Timberlake. Timberlake. He fucking <laughs> He, he fucking up. He is a bad man, real bad no, man. No, he's yes, not. He See, is. we are not the equivalent of our mistakes, bitch. <laughs> you I'm not there yet. I ain't involved. <laughs> he's not. He just said, "I'm not ready to be a father," and, and they went. I don't think it makes them bad. We can't. I don't even know the whole story. That. I apologize. But one day I'm gonna get on here and be probably Maybe I am problematic on here, but I just want to. Maybe I need an edible. That's what I'm. Frida, you calling me problematic? <laughs> you are problematic, which is so sweet that nobody about what did it. I say that was problematic about Lupita? That's exactly what she did. <laughs> you laughing at girls' <laughs> sorrow. That's why we should run it back. I'm gonna listen to an episode and just text you all the things when you because there's some say. truth to it. It is, that's, you know, it, it's some truth. It to it. That's exactly what she did. She it's said, sacred. I know this shit's crazy to hell, but I got in a breakup. <laughs> I just broke up. <laughs> And I'm in pain. <laughs> Listen, that's why they love you. That's why they love you. You're sacred. You're close to God. You're truth. You're truth teller. That's what she did. And we, I appreciate <laughs> she it. She said, Let I me. know that the world is on fire, but so is my Well, my, my nigga cheated on me. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Lupita. <laughs> All right, come on. <laughs> We're done. All right. Oh, my God. Bye. Bye. Not us getting off the phone. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good.